0: joe Pags show to talk to joe call 888-941-PAGS and now it's joe Pags. hey
1: great to have you thanks a lot for stopping by there's a lot going on there's a lot to get to we've got uh, julie banderas the host and anchor from fox news channel friend of mine bottom of the hour she's written a book and um, it's pretty cool. She's, she's all excited about it because the first thing that she's authored, and now she's thinking about doing some other stuff. But um, it, it's very cool. We talk about that. But we also give you some behind-the-scenes, some some inside baseball, as I like to call it, because back in the day... 15 years ago, 17 years ago, whatever it was, I started appearing on Fox, and, uh, and Julie and I would end up appearing together a lot, and then we actually did our own segment that she hosted called Pags and Powers, where Kirsten Powers was on the left, I was on the right, and, and it, it turned out to be sort of a regular thing. So we've been friends a long time. We talk about some of those times, and uh, she actually forgot some of it, and uh, we'll talk about that. But I really want you to get into this book. It's a very cool book. Um, it, it's a children's book. And, uh, and, and I think that it's appropriate, because right now, there's so much angst between the sides, and just finding something that's appropriate for your kids is not always very easy. The name of the book is Fiona's Fantastical Fort. The, where you can go and get it is bravebooks.com, bravebooks.com. We've had people, some other authors from Brave Books on the program as well. So stick around. That'll be at the bottom of the hour. But we've been talking about that commitment to America. Remember the contract with America that Newt Gingrich and the, and the House did back in the early 90s? Well, when I had Newt on recently, he said, don't worry, the Republicans will have something going into this midterm that'll be similar, and it will come out in September. Well, it looks like they, they at least put out the outline for it. I'm going to go through some of it in just a moment and see if you think this is going to be enough to grab the House and the Senate and to stop this radical agenda that we're all facing in its tracks. And yes, Kerry is off, but I'm a good friend, so it's Wednesday. I know, halfway there downhill of the weekend from here, although we've only put in one day before today. Blah, 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 Let's go. Oh, oh, we'll oh, Polo is here. So is Sam getting it done. Absolutely. Listen, I've never denied Bon Jovi was good back in the day. He's just a, a liberal doofus after that, though. To be honest with you. All right, lots going on, lots to get to, lots to talk about. I do want to get into this uh, this commitment to America. And it better be good. I, I don't want to hear any any, you know, halfway stuff. I want to hear, this is what we'll do, this is how we'll fix it, this is what we'll bring. And I want the voters out there to say, yes, my life would be better because of that. This is just something that was added today on The Blaze, and I want to bring it to you now. Written by Joseph McKinnon is the writer at The Blaze. House Republicans release Commitment to America, finalizing midterm messaging. House Republicans are readying the, for midterm elections in November. Media buys in the intervening months will only be as effective as the messages they permit, Politicians to transmit to voters for this reason and the hopes of achieving cohesion in the party's communications House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, Republican from California, will officially unveil a four piece commitment to America on September 19th in Pittsburgh. This package of commitments will indicate to voters not only what the GOP intends to combat in the way of Democrat policies, pernicious trends and perceived corruption, but what it intends to deliver instead to the electorate. The latter is regarded by some as more important, communicating a positive message along with solutions rather than negative messaging. Representative Don Bacon, a Republican from Nebraska, told Axios, if you're just running on anti-Biden, well, that's not going to get you over the finish line. When responding to President Joe Biden's claim that the Republican philosophy is semi-fascist, McCarthy hinted at the party's forward-looking thematics. Our best days are ahead of us, not behind us. Our nation can flourish again, and under a new historic Republican majority, it will. I wonder if he meant Republican majority, but he just says republic. Axios reported that McCarthy's latest iteration of the House Republicans' commitment to America is the product of the work of seven issue-specific task forces assigned to identify and develop policy solutions to problems confronting the American people right now. The issues tackled by the task force were jobs in the economy, big tech censorship and data, the future of American freedoms, energy, climate, and conservation. American security, a healthy future, and China accountability. It all sounds kind of good. Is it specific enough? That's me asking. Back to it. A communications kit disseminated by McCarthy last month hinted at the contents of the September 19th release as well as the task force's determinations. The kit divided Republicans' commitment to America into four documents detailed below. An economy that is strong. What does that mean? Well, the first doc. and again, I'm going to want your call on this. Listen, is this going to be enough? Is this grabbing your attention, or is this just a lot of words that isn't doing much? I need them to be specific about what they're going to do, and I guess he gets a little, bit, a little more specific here, and I'll get into all of it. I'm going to read all of it to you, but I want to know what you think of it. 888 pags 888 or write me. You go to joepags.com, scroll down to the bottom, click on contact, and send me an email. Okay, the economy that is strong. That's the first one. The first document attributed uh, an estimated 550% increase in inflation to Democrat spending and noted that the impact of a 12% spike in food prices, it also emphasized American energy dependence, the high price of gasoline, and U.S. reliance on a hostile supply of critical goods, i.e. particularly on communist China. The proposed uh, remedies are, and these better be good. I'm I'm telling you right now, they better be. Eliminate wasteful government spending. What does that mean? Can you guys not – can you not just say something generic like, let's eliminate wasteful – tell me what you're going to eliminate. Reduce the cost of living and boost business with pro-growth tax policies. Okay, I'm listening more. Reconnect workers with jobs while disincentivizing remote work. Yes. Now you're talking. Make people go to work again. Give them that want, that desire to go to work again. End Biden's anti-energy policies and increase the production of American-made energy. Okay, how exactly? I mean, I like it, but how? Onshore supply lines and manufacturing. Yes, instead of us waiting for the supply line to come to to port in L.A., where Gavin Newsom's not letting it, actually manufacture the crap here. Why can't we? We were the original manufacturers. Why are we allowing somebody else to do it? Strengthen and modernize the U.S. stockpile of supplies and medicines. Uh, Okay. The next one is a nation that's safe. The second document pointed to the fallout of the Biden administration's border policies, including the crime and drug deaths resulting From unchecked illegal immigration, it also noted the connections between defund the police initiatives and skyrocketing murders and between failed border policies and the unprecedented number of opioid uh, overdoses. That's opioid, he said. The southern border and Democrat uh, deference to criminals were not the only focuses, however. Foreign policy concerns were also raised. The document stressed the geopolitical threat of communist China amid waning confidence in the U.S. military, particularly after Biden's disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. The proposed remedies... Require proof of legal status when applying for a job. Okay, that's simple. Uh, That's very specific, too. The next one, restrict welfare benefits that incentivize illegal immigration. Absolutely. You get here illegally, you break the law to get here, No, no entitlement for you. Next one, end catch and release at the southern border. Yes, catch and send back is what it should be. Finish building the border wall while also fully funding border patrol. Of course, that's easy. We're sending $47 billion to Ukraine, for God's sakes. Next one, make violent crime against police officers a federal offense. Violent crime against anybody should be a federal offense. If you Are going to do that? Fully fund hiring bonuses to recruit more cops. Okay. Denying funding to um, woke district attorneys and prosecutors who refuse to prosecute crimes. Yes. Rudy Giuliani actually said that on this show. He said, you can take back some funding to make these DAs actually enforce the law. Invest in the lethality of the U.S. military. Uh, invest in making the military more lethal. I guess that means, sure. Hold the Biden administration responsible for the botched Afghanistan withdrawal. Of course, somebody's head should have rolled for that man. Somebody should have been fired. I mean, Biden can be impeached over the, the withdrawal of Afghanistan. I clear. I clearly believe that. Stand with Israel against Iran and terrorism, of course, and counter communist um, counter communist China aggression. Okay. Again, that's kind of generic, but okay. The next one is a future that is free. The third document homed, uh, homed in on the three fronts, education, health care, and free speech. On the first front, it underlined a dearth, 28% of confidence in public schools, the Department of Justice's efforts to target parents, and the pandemic's d- d- deleterious impact on children's academics. For health care, the document noted America's decreasing life expectancy and the possible negative impact and of an increasingly socialized approach to medicine. Finally, the document touched both on the addictive and censorious nature of social media. Here are the remedies that they're proposing. They better be good. I'm here to tell you, they better be good. Take action to protect parental rights and expand school choice. Okay, doesn't say what action, but okay. Ensure that transsexuals do not run, or do not ruin girls' school sports. Okay, well, what exactly does that mean? Should have just said, no XYs in XX sports. Next one, invest in life-saving cures. Okay, I don't, again, very generic modernize personal health care, and expand access to telemedicine. Mm, Okay. Scrap Section 230 protections for big tech companies. Yes, that's specific. That's got to go. Provide greater data security protections for citizens and counter the cartelization and the collusion between big tech organizations. They should have said stop any connection between government telling big tech what they can and can't do. That's what it should have said. A lot of that's still kind of generic. Got to be honest with you. I want to love it, but I don't. Like it, not in love with it. I want your thoughts. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. A government that is accountable is the last one. The final document of the communication kit suggested Democrats have been opaque in their dealings, worked um, worked to silence their critics, applied the law unevenly, and run roughshod over the liberties of conservatives. The proposed remedies are promote government transparency and accountability. What does that look like? Don't tell me you're going to promote it. Tell me, here's what we're going to do to make it more accountable. Uphold free speech and religious liberty. Well, right? How? Defend the unborn and protect pro-lifers targeted by bad actors. Okay, that's kind of specific. Okay, I want I want pro-life people to be able to have a voice. Safeguard the Second Amendment and ensure safe and free elections. Mm. I don't know. To me, is it the contract with America from the 19, 1990s? Probably not. Is it a good outline, I guess. Well, you got to say something specifically. We're going to stop crime. Here's how. We're going to stop collusion between government and big tech. Here's how. We're going to stop censorship and and the, neg- the, the the negating of the free speech rights of, of pro-lifers. Here's how. Tell me how. When you say you're going to get rid of 230, great. That's specific. I like it. I wish that they'd be more specific. I hope this isn't the final draft. I hope by the 19th, there's something much more specific. I really do. Because if you're going to be general and generic, it's going to be easy to defeat. And I don't want that. 888-941-PAGS joepags.com is this enough is it enough 888-941-7247 again stop by the website and send me an email we're back after this stay here don't be an a-dub stay with the joepag show Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Appreciate you. Lots going on. Lots to get to. Julie Banderas, about 10 minutes away from now from Fox News Channel. she got a new book out. Plus, we talk about when we used to appear a lot on Fox News Channel, some inside baseball that you guys don't know. We'll fill you in on that. Make sure you stick around. It's about 10 minutes away from now. Uh, in the meantime, we've got calls coming in. Do you think that this commitment to America is enough? Is this commitment to America going to make you go vote uh, and not sit in your hands? And i got to tell you, I mean, I would have been very specific. I would have said, we're going to impeach Joe Biden and and start naming why. Because of the allegations on, on his son's laptop. Because of what his daughter said in the diary that she was showering with him, which was inappropriate, or she was showering with her. Um, or if you don't want to get into, the, into that stuff, the Hunter Biden stuff is not personal. That is business dealings that we know the current president, then vice president, was undergoing with enemies of this country like China, like Russia, like others. Um, Also, if you don't do any of those, we're going to impeach him on on his disgusting withdrawal from Afghanistan that left the people that helped us dead and a lot of other people dead and all of our $85 billion worth of equipment in the hands of bad guys. I mean, there's so much that he's done that is impeachable. It's not even funny. So I would have said that. Now, if you don't want to go that far, at least when you say this other crap, be very specific. I wonder what what you think about it. I just read you the entire thing. Uh, your thoughts are certainly welcomed. 888-941-7247. Meantime, I've got to tell you about, you know, you know the government doesn't really care about the the purse string, it doesn't really care about the dollar. The government will spend and spend and spend, raise the debt ceiling, raise our, our, our taxes, and get more money that way. We can't do that. If you've reached your debt ceiling, if you're buried in bills, you're trying to keep up all the credit cards, the signature loans, the internet loans, timeshares, if you're underwater, get some help right now from Total Financial Freedom. You more than $10,000. The team at Total Financial Freedom has been doing a great job for 15 years, helping people like you resolve their debts, cut payments. Cut them in half a lot of times. If you don't believe me, no, no problem. Don't. Give them a call. Just just call them right now. Ask them. 800-833-9444. Tell them your situation and ask if they can help. I'm here to tell you that they probably can. You can also get a free book when you call them, when you mention my name. The book is called Debt Dietitian. Uh, again, mention my name when you call that number. You're going to get great helper on the other end of the line. going to get a great book that's not going to cost you anything. Their team is is wonderful. A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Zero complaints whatsoever. So call that number now 800 833 9444. 1 800 833 9444. Make it happen and make it happen right now. Let me go to the phone lines. Paul, is this going to motivate you? You like what they said?
2: Oh, God. I'd rather listen to you, my friend. It seems like the, you know, She's the the lawmaker generality verbiage is the same old stunt. I want to hear the people stand up um, and say, you know, we took a pledge to protect and preserve the Constitution and have every person in Congress answer that question on tape and then by their actions be, be judged. OK, I would like to hear somebody say that. I also want to have uh, Joe Biden impeached for on basis of facts, not hearsay evidence, because yes. there's a lot of facts there. Yep. I would also like to see the government return to the people, because this is a representative government, even to the point of, it'd be nice to have a eight-year limit on service in the Congress, or something, instead of 20, 30, and 50 years of wrinkled, aged uh, verbage that never changes. I mean, what we, what you just read was the same old, you know, limp noodle kind of wording that they write bills and laws so that it takes 20,000 lawyers to interpret what they actually said. I mean, it's time for black and white. I think that's what Trump brought to politics was, okay, let's take down the wall. And he did everything he said that he proposed himself to do, but I just want to hear, my government become representative of my voice instead of okay we got in now let's do what we want to do our our own way paul i That's hear what you i want to hear yeah i'm,
1: I'm with you brother yeah. I, and, and i think they've got a great opportunity here a great opportunity to um to tell people directly i will do this if i don't vote my ass out i will do this if i don't call me out recall me i'm going to do this we're going to close the border here's how we're going to defund this radical program in in um in the administration, here's how. Because remember, the House of Representatives holds the purse strings. The House of Representatives has to do all funding. All of it is done in the House. They have every ability to say we will stop financing this thing because it's bad for Americans. And that's in there, we promise. But instead, we promised the to Papa do. We're going to hold true the generalization of your mom. None of, come on, man. You need to be direct now. Trump was. Now, here's the thing. I'd be stunned if Trump had not been um, at least consulted on this. You would think that somebody would say, hey, Mr. President, you might be the president again. What do you think about this? I hope they did. It doesn't sound like they did because he would not have been for some of this very general stuff. William, Indiana, about a minute. Let's go.
2: Hey, all I have to say is I am 40 years old. I have a 70-year-old father who's a retired Marine who looked me in the face and said he'd never vote Democrat again. And he voted Democrat his whole life. And I asked him, well, why? And he couldn't really explain it. And this is the kind of stuff where they know what they want to do, but they need more of a reason to explain it. They need to be more, you know, explain more of what they mean by that instead of people hoping that that's going to be the case with everybody.
1: I'm with you. I, I could not agree more. Um, people are, are ready to go. They're ready to vote Republican, some for the first time, ready to vote Republican or, or conservative for the first time, ready to understand that the Democrat party is not what they used to think it was. They're ready to vote. And then you put out this thing that is uh, the guy called it limp noodled. Yeah, I think so. Not a whole lot there. There really isn't. And, and I hope that they're going to update this. I hope they're going to put some teeth in it. We're going to do this. Here's how, and we're going to do that. And they can't stop us. And why wouldn't you say we're going to impeach this guy for what he's done to the American people? Baby formula ran out? Supply chain stopped working while Buttigieg was taking a two-month paternity leave? Really? Come on, man. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Julie Banderas, when we come back. You don't want to miss this interview. It was a lot of fun. Talk to my friend Julie, who is now a an author as well as being an anchor and host on Fox News. Keep it here. Along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady on. I don't know if she knows this, but we've been friends for like 17 years. It's, it's amazing how long ago it was that you first had me on your show on Fox News. It's Julie Banderas, host and anchor at Fox News Channel, also new author. Julie, how are you? Good to see
0: you. I'm so good, and I'm so happy to see you. I mean, <laughs> you're like a blast from my past. We right? used to do a segment on the weekends, remember Pags and Powers? Yes. And uh, it was Joe Pags, and he was on the show every single weekend having a political debate with a Democrat, yeah. and you always brought so much life to the show, and I always loved, it was one of my favorite Saturday and Sunday segments.
1: You, you, were, you were such a huge supporter of mine. I started doing Fox News, I think, in like 2005, uh, maybe a little bit later than that, but, but it became a thing to where you had Kirsten Powers and I on, yep. and, and we, we actually had lively debate. That wasn't, you know, filled with hate, hate and it no. wasn't, you know, some sort of anxiety filled, I'm going to kill you thing like we have today. Why, why do you think it's changed so much? I'm going to get into your book, trust me. But why yeah, do you think it's changed actually- so much? It used that's- to be so much fun that you you called me your favorite right wing nut job on your I show did, once a, and we a- laughed oh. about it. We laughed.
0: Yes. Did I say that on the air, by
1: the way? Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> you did but but I, I mean but but it was cool because we we all three liked each other but we didn't agree yeah. on stuff so what
0: yes i don't know you know that's a really good question and i believe that the tables turned with all the hate that people had for those who supported Donald Trump. I don't know why all this hate uh, right. came out of the woodwork. I am—I un- don't understand what prompted it, but I definitely believe that it was such a different culture back then. Like It was okay to disagree. Just because you disagreed with somebody didn't mean that you hated them. You right. just have differing opinions. You could actually go to a cocktail party and talk politics and not get pissed off. You would walk away saying, okay, so They feel a little differently, but I can see where they're coming from. People don't see where the other side is coming from anymore. It's either my way or the highway, which is such a closed-minded theory, and it's really disappointing, and there is a lot more hatred and vitriol running through the veins of a lot of people. Um, Democrats hate Republicans. That's the bottom line.
1: Right, and that's really what it is. And, and by the way, you were always straight down the middle. You, as the moderator, were so great because a) you were funny, uh, b) the three of us, I think, had a really good, you know, th- on, on-air relationship to where yeah. w- there was no hate. A- and you would go at me just as hard as you'd go at her, and then she and I would go back and forth and end up laughing a little bit. It doesn't right. happen that way at all anymore, and I'm not sure that we can really bring it back. And before I continue on that on that vein, let me remind people that Julie has written a book. Uh, it's called yeah. F- Fiona's Fantastical Fort. Do you have it in front of you there?
0: I happen to have a Let me
1: take that right full screen. There. Look at that.
0: Uh, Fiona's fantastical fort. So in a nutshell, I have bra- I have partnered up with Brave Books. Right. Brave Books is an amazing book plush- publishing company. They put out children's books. They are a conservative Christian book company. They have a book of the month club where people can sign up to get these books every single month. I'm the September author. The theme is perseverance and it's about a little girl who turns to her father when times get tough and her father teaches her that when things get tough and other others let you down or others bring you down, in this case, other children. to just keep fighting and keep pushing through. And it's a a value and morals-based book, just like every single book put out by Brave Books. You can pick up my copy at bravebooks.com. You can subscribe. You can get a monthly subscription where every single month you get not only a book, but a whole adventure of fun activities. Another thing I love about it is that there's activities in the back for parents to take part in with their children so that you're actually spending quality time with your kids and get them off their iPads and actually talk to them.
1: I think it's amazing. Now, you did a reading of this last night on Twitter. Is that Does that still exist? Can people go back and, and watch that again?
0: Go to twitter.com yeah. slash Julie Banderas and watch me read the book to my three kids at bedtime at 8 o'clock, the night before the first night of school, when they've been going to bed about one <laughs> thirty in the morning all summer. So right. I used my book as a ploy.
1: Well, I've got I to ask you, now, do you have a Fiona? You've got three beautiful children. Do, do you Is one Fiona?
0: Yeah say uh my two daughters but i would say my middle child Avery she's right. the one that's like just really headstrong. I don't know where she gets that from. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can't tell that girl no. <laughs> and I, I joke about this because my parents, you used to instill that whole, you know, persevere, tenacity was my dad's favorite word. Don't ever give up. And I think in a way they might've thought, oh, be careful what you wish for, because even as a child, I was one of those never take no for an answer type of yeah, people which right. has transcended into my adulthood. It works out sometimes, but, you know, there's a, there's a fine line when it comes to teaching that to your kids because you don't want them telling you
1: no all the time. Right. No, absolutely. It's at Julie Banderas on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, and you, you post videos of you dancing with your kids and having fun with the kids and you're on the boat yeah. and, and you're, you're re- reading to them. I, I thought it was very cute. The video that you guys put together where you walked in and said, Hey, guess who the September author is? And they were like, I have no idea, mom. Why are we recording this? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I'm guessing it's probably you. So, um, so what does that mean? The entire month of September, if people sign up, they get this book.
0: Yes, they get this book. And if you subscribe the month of December, I mean September, yeah. um, you get a, a second free book. Their very first book that came out was Elephants Are Not Birds. That is their first book that came out with Brave Books in the Brave Books series. Um, so you get that one for free. So you get two books for one. You can either subscribe and get a monthly collection where you get a box with a Freedom Island, which is where all the characters live, and stickers, and you can follow all their adventures on there. Right. Or you can just buy my book flat out as an individual copy. Whatever
1: it's uh, Julie Banderas of uh- course great host and anchor over on fox news channel and you're also on gutfeld all the time i think you're a great guest on these shows as well i just think it works out very very well um i want to give people a little more inside baseball julie because i think they like that um yeah, i remember yeah. one one time you had uh kirsten and i come in in fact i lived 45 minutes away from the studio you didn't know this um but you called me on my cell phone one day i need a guest can you do it in 40 minutes <laughs> and I got there, I, I dove in the chair, we did a thing like, like it was not a problem. I had to go to like the PBS station in downtown San Antonio. Oh. I didn't tell you all that. I said, absolutely, Julie, not a problem. I was gone. And, and thankfully I had like a little sports car. But um, it, we did these things all the time. There was one time where some head of state or maybe the Pope, somebody who was a very big deal died. And instead mm-hmm. of canceling Pags and Powers, what you did was you had the three of us, you, you Kirsten and I talking yep. about this, we ha- we didn't have much to say, although I think it came off as a very, very good segment. Again, I just have to go back to what I said in the beginning. We can't do that today. I can't no. have a liberal on my show. First of all, they all say no. They just don't want to come on and have the have the discussion. But if I did, we couldn't stop and just talk about what we feel about this event that's happening to all of us right now. Can we get back to that, do you think, or is this just the way it is?
0: You know, I think it's going to take a really long time to get back to that. I feel like those days are buried under so much resentment. Um, And I just I think it starts at home, to be perfectly honest, because if, if we're going to get back to that day, if you think about it, okay, our children are now teenagers, many of them that you know were home when President Trump was elected in 2016. And that's yeah. when a lot of it started. So if you think about it, it really comes down to parents and teaching your kids that just because somebody has a differing opinion doesn't mean that we need to hate them. That right. We need to them. We need to open our minds and our ears and, our, and, and, and actually keep an open mind when it comes to differing opinions. I think it's a, a real shame that a lot of my kids come home and they tell me so and so said they hate this or they hate that, referring to different politicians. And I'm like, wait a second. First of all, so and so is nine years old and they don't know the first <laughs> thing about politics. So stop right there. I mean, parents need to stop. Pump the brakes and keep your kids young and innocent for as long as they can, you know? And then when they want to form their own opinions, let them do that on their own. That's how we sort of shape the future, right, so that we can get back to more innocent times. Because I personally blame adults in this country for where we are today. And there is a way to get back, but it's going to mean shaping our youth's minds in a productive way and not in a counterproductive way.
1: It is uh, Julie Banderas. Uh, go get this book. It's called Fiona's Fantastical Fort. It is the September book. She's the September author. Um, you can go there by by getting it at bravebooks.com. Go and sign up for a subscription. Buy the book. Get this book. I, I'm super proud of you. Uh, this is the first thing you've au- you've authored, right?
0: I have never authored a book in my life. I've always wanted to author a book. People tell me I should author a book for many reasons. I have so many stories. I could tell you behind-the-scenes stories from the media and then just childhood stories, and I could talk about them forever. But that takes time. And when you have three kids, it's hard to sort of build that in. But the fact that Brave Books actually reached out to me was the greatest thing they could have done for me, because it's actually now inspired me to go on and write more books, possibly another book with Brave Books. They want to do a book about the media, which I would love to get my fingers on. So hopefully I'll work with them again on that. But I will be writing an autobiography eventually. And I don't know what the heck I'm going to call it, but maybe you can think of something.
1: Uh, I'll I'll think about it. I, I think uh, it should be uh, um, Julie Banderas or Julie Damn Badass because you don't you don't really you don't really, you don't really take any crap. And I mean this. Now you and I met in in the Fox Studios years ago. We said hello. I was in studio. So was Kirsten. You gave us a hug. Whatever. You're not that that daunting a presence. Although I, I was kind of afraid of you. I mean, you're somebody who brings it, and you're unabashed, and I love that. Again, I'm I'm six one two fifty. Okay, I'm a big dude, and, and you're nowhere near that. I'm guessing five five something like five, that. Six, very All right, close so there. right, so so we met, and I was like, oh, well, I mean, very inviting. But when you when that mic's on, when that camera's on, and I've also seen you go at it a, a little bit on Twitter, you just don't seem to care, which is a very very good thing for our business because if you're worried about what everybody thinks. And if you're worried about, you know, every word that comes out of your mouth, who, who might be happy about it, who might be sad about it, you're just somebody who really does the job and you do it very, very well. So if you do an autobiography, I think that's what it should be based on. Uh, uh, Julie yeah. Banderas doesn't care. And, and I think that you explain why you don't care inside and don't care really means you know how to do right. the job and you, and you do care. You don't care about what people think. I think you're uncancelable. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no, you are so right. Like, I don't care about what others think. I yeah. do very much care about getting the truth out. Of course. So if I have somebody on the air that's gonna try to slip me a fast one and try to tell me something that's factually incorrect, there's no way I'm gonna let that go. And if you say anything inappropriate or offensive, I'm gonna call you on it. Yes. But at the same time, I care very much about um, you know just telling the truth. And that's something that I instill in my kids. I care, I care, I care. But if you piss me off, I don't so much care so much about you. Uh, right, and nothing uh, bothers
1: me. so. Right, no, all. no, and that's what I mean. You don't care about the about no. the outside noise. Because no. I've been I've been on segments with you and I've watched you subsequently where you'll say, hey, wait a minute, wait, wait a second. And then you'll go and you'll try to get them back. No, what you just said isn't true. Here's the verifiable proof that we have. And I don't care that I'm stopping you and making you actually get... Back on on track to tell my audience what's right. Um, Another thing about Julie Banderas that I want my audience to know is that I believe that you and I started Fox News Radio. And I I say that because I was the morning anchor, um, the morning host uh, on my radio station in San Antonio. Good. Now we're on, we're on almost 200 stations. But um, I would call you at 5.30 in the morning and say, I know that you're on this story. Can you come on right now? And you'd say, yeah. absolutely. And then you would come on my show. And that's before Fox News Radio became this thing that it is now. That was the partnership that I think Clear Channel at the time, it's now iHeartMedia, was making with Fox. And we really originated that. I don't even know if you knew that. but But I... I W-O-A-I, I my, my flagship, was the station they started on, and I called you, I called Napolitano, I called everybody that I knew at Fox that I was friends yeah. with, and you guys all came on, and we really made that something.
0: That's amazing, and you know what? I had forgotten those days until you just mentioned them to me. I right. remember whenever I was on a big story, you would text me, and I yes. still have your phone programmed in my cell. In <laughs> fact, I'm the one that reached out to you for the record yesterday. Yes, yes. Um, But yeah, I mean, I remember those days where I was on a big story and you're like, hey, you want to come on the show? And I was like, absolutely. And you were the only person in radio really that I ever, ever did any kind of interviews with aside from like our local affiliates that were assigned to me by our assignment desk where I had to do his radio. But you were the only like, you know, uh, person that I just wanted to go on and shoot the... I can't say that word, but you know what I mean. The the stuff. The stuff with
1: you, yeah. But but you were so good. I mean, literally three minutes later, you'd be on, and we'd be doing a full segment. You'd give me the outline of what was going on, and then we would talk about other stuff as well. But, I mean, honest to God, I'm not kissing up here. We started what has turned into a a mammoth thing, Fox News Radio, which is a very good entity now. It's Julie Banderas, for those who are listening on the radio and you can't see her. uh, Julie Banderas on Twitter and Instagram, just at Julie Banderas. You actually went off for a while in a video explaining that Banderas is not your name. We don't have to do that now. But uh, it was interesting how you even came to that. But you never said that you got it from Antonio Banderas. You want me to believe that you didn't get it from Antonio? Really?
0: I swear I did not get it from Antonio (laughs) Banderas. My real (laughs) last name. Bidwell, my legal birth name, my father's right. last name, Bidwell. And then when I started in television and market one, New York City, at Fox 5, the news director at the time believed that it would be a good idea to uh, appeal to the Hispanic demographic because my mother is Colombian and I'm right. that makes me half Colombian and my father was British. So I went ahead with Banderas. The name is completely made up.
1: Such <laughs> a great story. <laughs> a now, for a long time, even as we were friends, I thought your mom's maiden name was Banderas.
0: Nope, not so much. No, her last name was Rodriguez. And, I, and I didn't want that name just because it felt too uh, common. Uh, I just didn't want to be J- Rodriguez. And then to be honest, I mean, if you want the true story. So then we started brainstorming and my sister came up with Lopez. She's like, you could be J-Lo. I'm like, oh,
1: no, <laughs> no. Um, and,
0: and then she came, <laughs> I'm not kidding. My sister named me, not my mother at birth, but my sister at really? age 27. No, I mean, my, well, I mean, my mother named me Julie Bidwell, but my sister renamed me at age 27. Uh, or no, it wasn't 27. I, yeah, no, it was 27, I believe. Julie Banderas. She goes, hey, how about Banderas? She's going by celebrity names. Antonio Banderas, you can keep your initials JB. And I was like, done. JB, I want to keep there my you
1: initials. Go. So, and so a lot of
0: people call me that.
1: Was not even your, your brainchild. It's uh, Julie Banderas, Julie Bidwell. But go go follow her at Julie Banderas. Get and her book. Way,
0: I'm actually at Jules Bidwell because I want out to here. name some kind of real name on social media. So it's at Jules Bidwell, like J E W. We follow each other, and I didn't
1: I didn't know that. I follow you. Yeah. I see your well, boat pictures all the time and stuff.
0: Yeah, no, I know. But the like the handle is Jules Bidwell. But, okay. You know, I I changed the talent name to I, Instagram was private up until about four to five years ago. So oh, I didn't I know that under my my legal name. Yeah.
1: Okay, so at Jules Bidwell
0: is my Instagram, which is really confusing. But I on
1: to- Twitter, it's at Julie Banderas. And this, of course, is Julie yeah. Banderas, as you know her on television. Yes. A great friend of mine for a long time, a new yeah. author, and I want you to get this book. It's called Fiona's Fantastical Fort. Um, hold it up. There it, there it is. And uh, bravebooks.com. Bravebooks.com. Go and get that done. Buy this book. Uh, support what Julie's doing. And I love that you that you teamed up with Brave Books because it is brave to do that. You're saying, I'm going to go with somebody that's value-based and family-oriented and, and is more conservative. And I'm not afraid to say that. Well, one last thing, Julie. Have you, and again, we talked about how much you don't care earlier. But has it ever bothered you that they're constantly attacking Fox News and therefore constantly trying to cancel you, although I find you to be uncancelable. Does that bother you at all? Did it? Ever early I, on maybe She answers that as I post this interview later on on Rumble you'll see the answer to whether she thinks about them attacking Fox News or her. We're just out of time here in this segment. We're back after this in the Joe Pag show. stay here. This is the Joe Pag show. Great to have you, thanks a lot for stopping by. Yes, Julie does answer that question. Does it ever, you know, does it ever bother her? Did it ever bother her that the the left goes after Fox News as hard as they do? They go after people like her as hard as they do. You can watch that answer as, and the entire interview again. I'll post it on Rumble tonight, and I'll put all those links up on my social media. Again, do me a favor, uh, go and follow on Truth Social. A lot of you are on there now. I think three or four million people are following the, the former president. Loved to, to get a few more followers there. I think I had 66.6 thousand. 6, I don't want three sixes <laughs> over on uh, Truth. So go, go fix that for me. Also on Getter, it's at Joe Talk Show. Let's do some pop culture. Dirty pop. Mm-hmm. Yo, Hi, Polo, what's happening, brother? Do you remember, gosh, I want to say it was a, maybe about a month, maybe two months ago, when Ricky Martin was dealing with his issue with his nephew who was accusing him of sexual abuse. Yes. Okay, and I then do. and then the nephew withdrew the whole thing and I guess apparently he's his nephew has been doing stuff again and so now Ricky Martin is suing him for twenty million dollars. Holy mackerel. Yeah. So the nephew said, uh, I'm withdrawing it, and now he's starting to allege it again, and Martin's like, I'm done. Yeah. And and so he's basically claiming that, you know, he's lost a lot of money because of this, and like his family's unsafe because they've gotten death threats and everything in Puerto Rico. Yeah, Um, I could see why a lot of people would walk away from him with those kind of allegations, for sure. All right, brother. Appreciate that. That's Polo. That's Sam. (laughs) Carrie. We'll see you hopefully tomorrow. I'm Joe. We'll see you later. Bye.
2: This is the Joe Peg Show. (laughs)